Under the leadership of that haughty woodsman, Daniel Boone, a large party set out for the new land, Kentucky. Abraham Lincoln was born right here. The world seems to be pretty like me. I'm Colonel Harold Sanders, and I'd like to tell you a little bit about my Kentucky Fried Chicken. Have I told you you people are crazy? This is Old Kentucky Tales, the only podcast that solemnly swears that none of its participants have ever bought a set of dueling pistols from a reputable dealer. (laughs) Today's title is Star Wars, The Missile Defense Force Awakens. I am your host, Brent Taylor. To my left is the man who has never left out of any conversation because he's a professional communicator, Jason Donner. The new intro. Yeah. So there was a Colonel intro. Sanders in there I heard this time. We do have a Colonel Sanders clip uh-huh. in there. He's the one talking about chicken. <laughs> and uh, also with us today is a very special guest. He's the only man I know who can shoot down a missile on Saturday and preach a sermon on Sunday. <laughs> Jared Burnett. Hey, thank you for having me. This is a pleasure. Good deal. On this episode of Old Kentucky Tales, our main event will examine wild stories about missile defense. And in our bonus material, we'll look at the Who Would Want It ads, featuring want ads that may have never been answered in their day. And along the way, don't forget to support the fake history sponsors who support Old Kentucky Tales. The products are real, only the sponsorship is fake. Stero, the Durham Duplex Waxman. Billions of asked, is it human? See if you can guess. This mystifying mechanical marvel will be on exhibition in the window of Chenault and O'Rear. Wednesday, May 12th, afternoon and night. See him shave with a Durham duplex razor. So, Jared, what are you expecting to see when you go down to this store? You know, honestly, I have no idea. All I would think was the horror film, uh, the, ho- the House of Wax. You know, just like, <laughs> is so it you're human? you're walking there and this thing is going to try to chop you down with <laughs> yeah. the razor or what? <laughs> what is this anyway? Well, that's the thing. I don't know because it's not an animatronic because animatronics seems... have not been invented yet. Well, but okay. It's 1915. It's a wax man. Yeah. Is it a man in wax or, you know, giving that impression? Yeah. Or is know. it not? It's mechanical. Right. I, I don't know if they have like. Just, and got the point like is he's going to shave in front and... of everybody? Yeah. So it's a. <laughs> Will he brush his teeth as well? <laughs> I, I don't think he's that complex. <laughs> But I think you go down there, and I think they pull a little string, and his little arm goes up and down, and it and it makes a, a mimicking shaving yeah. motion on his face. That's uh, the thing I'm imagining. I'm looking this up as soon as I saw this and wondered, okay, this is really – Stero is his name, I guess, too. Don't look away. That appears to be <laughs> That appears to be <laughs> now, his name. I Google this Durham duplex wax man. Yeah. Nothing. Are Nothing. we talking Durham, North Carolina, too? I'm not sure what the Durham is. I don't know if it's just the name of the company or the Um, razor, but it might be there. Yeah, Yeah. I was about to say I'm from North Carolina, so that sounded like an almost like a why would I want this in my state type thing? You know, (laughs) let's give everybody the creeps so they'll buy our razors. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, like the kids are running for safety behind mom and everything. Yeah, I don't know. This is this one's definitely one of the strange ones. Why is there nothing online? We're putting it online first. Oh my gosh! Okay. We're trailblazers. I want to see a picture, though. Obviously, I. Oh yeah, I would then, love to see what a is the picture of the guy? So yeah, all we got, all we have is the actual ad and no picture of the guy. So I'm not sure what's. But gonna millions have asked, "Is it human?" 
millions. <laughs> There's probably a slight exaggeration See there. See if right? you can guess. Anybody can guess. Uh, no. <laughs> I, yeah, that's probably your best. Or maybe it is a guy. Maybe it's a guy. I think it's up a guy. As a statue. I, and he's acting mechanical. Uh, I would say that. And he's saying, like, right. And he's like, try our razors. Like you see those guys that are like the Statue of Liberty, you know, and being real. Oh, oh yeah. God. Just yeah. the models that mm-hmm. are. They've painted fake in solid still. gold or something. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, Those yeah. fake, you ever see someone do that like in a, like in a mall? Exactly. Like a real person is doing this mannequin? That's what this is, isn't it? I bet it is. With I think so. a little bit of makeup on. But it's almost like a, uh, they put a Wild Bill Hitchcock thing on it, you know? It's so crazy. You've got to see it. <laughs> oh, it, it sounds mysterious. Mystifying. Oh, yeah. It definitely sounds <laughs> like, sheer what? Yeah. What the heck is this thing? That's right. Now we are ready for the moment we've all been waiting for. The main event. Round one. So, Jared, you were in missile defense. So, Reagan's Star Wars, <laughs> but years later, and you're actually doing it. Yes. And it was, uh, I would say it's a good experience, but it was a little crazy all the way through it. Because we had to figure stuff out as we went. So, from the very beginning... We go to our job training. You know, we're told we're special. We're awesome, you know. And then we get in there and they treat us like, you know, dirt. (laughs) Just like, I don't feel special, right? And so uh, one day we were doing our job training. I got out there and we're waiting on everybody to go through the ropes of what we're supposed to learn. And I dozed off, you know, and just waiting on everybody else. You've been out there in the hot sun in Oklahoma forever, you know, you fall asleep. And my uh, my boss came up and he was like, Burnett, what are you doing? And I jumped up and I started quoting missile defense stuff, you know, and just out of nowhere. And <laughs> the right vector at 45 yeah, degrees. Exactly. Exactly. And I'm like, well, first step of this is to run around the truck and get this fixed up. Put that plug in this one. But another friend of mine did the same thing, fell asleep. And woke up, started singing the air defense song, right? Mm-hmm. And it's like, what are you doing? You know? Off and into the wild blue yonder. Exactly. And the and the greatest thing about, you know, AIT job training was our uh our my mascot, you know, it was an oozle finch. And he looked this thing up, it's a crazy looking bird, you know, and it's it looks flightless like a dodo, you know, and it's like, this is the greatest thing. This is the oozle finch. And you're like, I don't feel special. Everybody else has a gladiator, like a, you know, uh, got eagles and hawks. Yeah, exactly. And, and, and we got you, an oozle finch. An oozle finch. I've never even heard of an oozle yeah, finch. Yeah, it's pretty hideous. It's pretty hideous, right? It's, yeah, it's almost like. <laughs> cartoon character (laughs) yeah and so you don't feel special at all (laughs) so well maybe that's the point too they just almost comically picked one that's not special exactly exactly and it's a flightless bird right Uh, you know what i see it really i'm seeing a little like military cartoon or a cartoon where he's got like planes in his beak it says if it flies it dies yeah exactly that's it that's it right there and that's our quote is if it flies it dies yeah i like that actually because you're a ground unit so you wouldn't have a real bird you've got to have this this flightless bird (laughs) that's true too exactly okay okay i like that yeah is that tattooed on some people maybe there is actually it's kind of the craziest looking (laughs) thing it's it's kind of a 
cool looking little hey. cartoon that captures the point. Yeah. Yeah. Because hey, he's crushing hey, those hey, jets. Bro, that's a really cool tat you have there on your entire <laughs> chest. What is it? Oh, it's an oozlefish. Oozlefish. Yeah. yeah. It's the coolest thing, you know, but it's the it doesn't make you feel special when you're going through the job training, you know? <laughs> What is Missile Defense Force, anyway? What does that mean? Oh, really? yeah, give us the overview what? of what you're supposed yeah, to. Yeah, someone like, has no idea. So we get into a war, and what is it that you would do in Missile Defense? Okay, it's really us protecting ground troops, you know? And so when you talk about Star Wars and things, you remember the Death Star, right? And when, you know, Luke Skywalker comes in, diving in, well, all the lasers going across is probably what you would, you know, define as air defense, right? We're protecting the Death Star, you know? And it's a cool job, but at the same time, I'm just a glorified truck driver, you know? And I park the missiles, and somebody else presses the buttons. But when, when they're telling you that, when you're going and picking your job for the military, they give you this video, right? And they make it sound so cool, you know? They're you blowing get to... satellites out of space. And <laughs> exactly, <laughs> exactly. You get to kill things with missiles, yeah! And that's not how it is, you know? And you just drive the truck, set it up, and somebody else presses the buttons. Yeah. But I got to do it, and I make fun of them. But the thing is, the the button pressing is actually really hard. And I was telling <laughs> uh, uh, Brett and Brent over here, I was telling, I was like, I don't understand why pressing a button is so hard. So they let us press buttons. You know, they did it. Let us go and do the training. <laughs> Oops. <laughs> yeah. And it was about like that. Just you know, took out Moscow. <laughs> yeah. And they would have names of places, and you you would have this screen come across, and it's like. I don't know what to do. This, is, this isn't precedent. Well, it's button. stressful to be in that position. Exactly. It is. Exactly. They, you are that person. You can't really fire the thing incorrectly because right. then you're in big trouble, right? Right. Exactly. And so that puts a lot of pressure on them. And so now I have a new respect for their job, you know, but we still gave them, you know, heck for it, right? You yeah. Because you can't, you can't tell them that. And they're probably listening to it right now going, oh, yeah, I told you, Jerem. <laughs> but th- those are the f- fun parts of it, if there was one. Because I can remember every friend that I have in the military, I found through a fight. There was a time when I was in basic. We started all the way from basic to the end of our career. And I met them through a fight. And we had to break it up, you know. And mm-hmm. guy punched me in the face. And I'm like, hey, what are you doing? By the way, I'm, I'm Burnett, you know. But that's what came with camaraderie now, right? Right. So uh, I would have to say that missile defenses itself is so small that it's it's actually one of the better jobs because you see these people over and over through your career. So, but so that, that's a pretty select group then. Okay. We uh, there there's a program that helps those that actually do the targeting, but for us, we just went out. Set it up, made sure everything was working. Okay. You know, and so my job became more mechanical and electrical, you know, rather than actually doing. So, not necessarily are they like shooting into the air to to practice? Not unless you really have to. (laughs) (laughs) To practice. You know, it makes them feel special, though. You know, we're going to rehearse this, you know, and so we found it's a computer simulation. (laughs) Yeah. Well, a bit of it is like mental memory. Too, yeah. So you put yourself through a simulated situation. Right. This isn't real either. Mm. This is not the real podcast. We're simulating it for you now. <laughs> yeah. So, but uh, I have to say the only the only other thing I can really explain my job is by saying 
uh, I, when I was meeting somebody, it was the first time we ever trained together, right? And uh, he, was, he was a great guy, you know, far as uh, person-wise, but he didn't have no common sense. So I get under there, and I'm working <laughs> on the truck, and I told the guy, don't get in the truck, don't move it, don't nothing. And so I'm working on the truck, and he decides to jump in the truck and go backwards really fast, right? He just pumps on the gas. While and you're I, underneath while it. While I was underneath it. And I came out of that thing, and he clocked me as soon as I came out. And, of course, my bad. I didn't have my helmet on, you know, <laughs> mm-hmm. but I came out. It's of, all that lame safety you still, stuff they want are you, you to you under? Do. You got out, but it yeah. still hit you. It still hit me. So I'm flying through the air, finally hit the ground, and I go up to the guy, pull him out, and I say, put that thing in park, man. I'm about to beat you. And he come out, what did I do? What did I do? I'm like, I told you not to move it, right? <laughs> and he was like, Oh yeah, I remember that now. You know, so there was some rough times too, but you know, overall, I had a good experience though. So. And to clarify, you guys never actually shot down a missile. No, no. But as soon as I got out, right? This is the funny part. As soon as I got out, they got to sit there and see a demonstration, like my unit. Oh, okay, did. they did. And so I was like, I got out of the military at the wrong time. You know, I couldn't go in a little bit longer to see this demonstration. Yeah, I'd love to see a demonstration. Oh, yeah. Cool. Right. oh yeah. you shoot a missile with a missile? Is yeah. that how it works? Pretty much, and uh, a lot of it. You have to, the program sets up for a certain way that we protect other people. But you got to think, when we hit that missile, though, it's all the parts are coming back down, though. So you got to hit it in a certain way. Yes, that is at at a particular place and time. That is really interesting. So just hit it, it's not good enough? No. (laughs) Right. Because some of those things still have warheads in them and stuff. Yeah, so, yeah it's like come if you down. hit it over a a, uh, a city or something, right. that can then mess the warhead up detonates in the, exactly. over the city. Okay, yeah, exactly. So you got to hit it a certain right. So there's math to this, you know. And I told people, I was like, I'm not good at math, and they got me doing this, you know. But again, I didn't have to press the button. <laughs> That's so. how you wind up driving the truck. <laughs> exactly, exactly. They're like, Hey, Burnett, get in the truck. You can't do math, you know. <laughs> You're that history guy. You know? <laughs> it's just like. So now the one thing, you had to get it level, right? Yeah. So yeah. so your job is to be perfectly level so that all the math comes out right? Yeah. And there was, I say no math, but there was some math that we had to make sure it aligned a certain way. And so when you have these guys doing the buttons and things like that, you've got to make sure your job's right or they can't do their job mm-hmm. right. So it had to be the flattest ground you can find. And sometimes we would have to actually throw dirt up and try to like dig to where it was flat. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, there is a science behind it, you know, even if we didn't understand. So, but, uh, but yeah, it definitely was an experience. So, right. And, and you went out to do your training out in the desert. Is that right? Oh yeah. <laughs> I almost forgot about that. Yeah. Uh, so we went out to uh, a little place out in uh, in El Paso and we did our training, you know, made sure we had everything done a certain way. Well, we sit there and uh, we had these old barracks, right? You know, World War II barracks and, mm-hmm. you know, the sand hit it over and over. So <laughs> there was holes in it, you know, and we're like, oh, this is this is great. You know, five star hotel, but at least we weren't outside. Then we walked two miles to where we eat. And we see these big old buildings, right? And these buildings got Navy guys in them and Air Force guys. And we're like, you've got to be kidding me, man. You know, and right. we had to run to get to the, the, 
the uh, where we get food at, you know, at the defect before they would serve the Navy guys and the Air Force guys because they would clean it out, right? So we had to show up at like as soon as they opened <laughs> oh, right. up, yeah, you know. And there's even these guys that uh, they did special stuff, right? It was the uh, the border guards, you know, and they would have the border security get in there before all of us. So we had to make sure not only we beat the Air Force guys, the Navy guys, but the border guys, uh-huh. and everybody else had a cooler place than we did, right? <laughs> and we would wake up sometimes, and the the doors would fly open and there would be dust and sand coming in from the sandstorm yeah and i woke up one morning i woke up and these guys are screaming right hitting the ground with a broom and i didn't understand what was going on and i was like man what are you doing you're waking me up i ain't gotta wake up for like another hour there was a snake in the barracks yeah and so the snakes you know coming around and and my my (laughs) one of those holes yeah yeah (laughs) <laughs> and we, World I, War Two era. Holes. Yeah, exactly, <laughs> exactly. And we didn't even know whether it was poisonous or not. We just wanted out of the barracks, you know. <laughs> right. <laughs> Stop and ask. Yeah. Why is this poisonous or not? <laughs> exactly, exactly. And it was dark, of course. And so my NCO comes in, my boss, and he goes, "What are y'all doing?" And he sees the snake, and he's a big guy, right? So you'd think he's not afraid of anything. And he goes, "Whoa." You know, and flips out. And it was the funniest thing because I'm like, oh, yeah, you're the tough one. All right. Woo. Good job, buddy. You know, (laughs) it's just like. What happened? Those things are tough though to be around. Like they are jar- jarring when you oh, see it. A yeah. snake that that first it, time you see it, like, uh, yeah. oh my god, it's really here. And most importantly, an <laughs> unidentified and, snake. Yeah, oh, yeah, and inside too is a little bit different. Uh, mm-hmm. Oh, of course. Yeah. Oh, that's bad. <laughs> yeah, and, and there was a bunch of people that couldn't go to sleep like the next night. Yeah, like, can you be sure? They were flipping out. You know, <laughs> they were seeing snakes. Everything. Like, yeah. er, every stick was a snake. Yeah. The one guy asked, "Hey, uh, y'all want to watch uh, uh, snakes on an airplane?" And they were like, "No, no, no." <laughs> Little no. Samuel L. Yeah, Jackson. it freaks everybody out. Some of those things, like you get tapped into, like as a little kid, Mm. and it's not going anywhere. Yeah. Oh yeah, you you get like a visceral reaction. Yeah, Yeah, absolutely. A spider. I'm a spider. I'll walk. I don't care. I'll I'll walk right up to him. (laughs) But a snake. I'm looking for a cinder block. (laughs) Oh yeah, those things. I, I grew up out in the country and. Hey, yeah, yeah. I, I, I've killed them with lawnmowers. I've killed them with all Get kinds the hoe, of stuff. Get the hole, right? I mean, for real. Shovels, or the hose, shotgun, or whatever. whatever. Whatever you can find. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Hey, no snakes. You know, funny thing is, my dad was raised that way, right? And he wasn't afraid of spiders till he went to Iraq and saw a camel spider. Yes. And now he's it's like a, he trips about it, it. You know? Yeah. It's like it's yeah. a giant spider. Yeah, and it saws into your leg, man. It's not oh. just bite. It saws, you know, <laughs> and takes a big chunk out of it, and then the poison in its yeah. mouth like oh, that's deteriorates not... your skin. Yeah, we just have these little creepy ones. Yeah. It's not oh big, yeah. Not actually <laughs> killer spiders. spiders. So now yeah. we sit there and we like we ask him, hey, uh, cause he's a big Marvel fan. You wanna watch Spider-Man? No, no, I don't want to watch really? Spider-Man. Okay. You know, and that was his favorite comic growing up, you know? <laughs> Wolverine for me, please. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> What about that tarantula? You remember those things oh, yeah. when you're a little kid? Oh, <laughs> Big yeah. tall hairy leg thing. Oh yeah, uh, yeah. I don't care for those either. <laughs> yeah. The snakes, though, I think they're worse. But if you fought a tarantula, you'd totally win, oh, yeah. Brent. Uh, well, totally. and yet, yeah, because what if he gets one good lick in first? Oh, I know. That's he's quick. I mean, yeah, he's I'll, I'll defeat him. But what if he wins the war? Right? You ever think about this though? That there, there's like what is it? Twenty five spiders you eat in a lifetime, and you don't realize it because you're sleeping. You know, thank, that's I don't believe those stats. I do not believe those stats. 
It's something to think about, though. <laughs> no, I'm afraid. <laughs> right? <laughs> yeah, I've heard someone say that before or be creeped out by that idea. <laughs> and you uh, you took some special Humvee rides out there? Is oh, right? yeah, yeah. You know, I'm not necessarily allowed to talk about it, Brent, you know. But now, now uh, we were out there and we were pulling security and we had to go check our trucks, make sure everything's okay, right? And so I got out there and I got on the back of the Humvee and my buddy's like, yeah, I did this in Korea. We're good. And I'm like, okay, whatever, you know. So I got on the back of there and I'm enjoying the night air, right? The stars are so pretty. (laughs) And then he hits a bump. Boom. And I I flew up in the air and I didn't even think I was ever going to land on the back of that Humvee. You know, I thought I was going to hit the ground. Uh Uh-huh. And I hit that Humvee, and of course, it's made out of steel, right? And so when I hit it, I mean, I lost my breath immediately. And I'm sitting here thinking, man, this guy's got to stop, you know? And I'm trying to scream at him, stop, you know? Uh-huh. It ain't happening, you know? It's just, he can't hear me for one, you know? And then for two, I Get can't your speak. your breath knocked out? Yeah, I can't speak. <laughs> and then he hits another one, you know? And you think one's enough, right? No, 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 we got to do it twice. And so I flew back in the air, and he saw me that time, and he's just dying, you know? And he's moving. Moving the the Humvee because he's laughing so hard and I'm hitting the sides of it as I'm coming down, you know, look like a ping pong, you know, ball going back and forth. But uh, but yeah, man, there was some crazy rides out there. There's some stories, man, when you talk about Humvee late night rides. And out there, there's these things called Oryx, right? And they brought them down into El Paso to see if they would like flourish. Well, they did, but they're mean. Right? They're they're meaner than, you know, you find a mad bull, you know. They're meaner than that. So you get out there, and we, we stopped because you have to wait till they go across the road. Well, we were waiting and waiting and waiting, <laughs> and they just weren't going. So my buddy gets out, and he's like, you know, he's from Baltimore. He's like, yeah, I'll take care of it, you know. I'm a big, <laughs> strong guy. He's never seen a cow in his life, you know. Imagine him sitting there going up to an oryx, which is, for those that don't know what an oryx is, it's a giant antelope from yeah. Africa, uh-huh. and it's mean. <laughs> I, can't, I can't stress enough how mean it is. And so he gets out there, he's like, shoo, shoo, get out, get out the way. And the thing looks at him, right? And he starts flying back to the truck. He's like, you got to go, man. You got to go. You got to go, man. That thing's out for blood. It's the demon, brother. He's praying, God, don't let me die by an oryx, you know. Talk about a story at a funeral, you know. And uh, But yeah, man, and we flew out of there because that thing came a charging. It was bad. I was, uh, I was scared to death, and I'm still trying to catch my breath after that, you know. And he's flying backwards, you know, not seeing where he's going. And I see these potholes, and I'm like, I'm going to stop. I'm going to hold on to everything I got, and I still flew up in the air. And so there's wonder why I have brain damage, you know? Like, oh, I'm looking this one up, too. I oh, like yeah. this I like this new feature I created. Uh, yeah. I look up things they say. That works. Uh, but, I mean, you've named an animal I've never heard of. This thing does look intimidating. Oh, yeah. Yeah, like really. Is that the horns I'm saying? Yeah, yeah the like horns. And that's long. a small one, actually. Yeah. So you see that? They flourish it's so like a mask face so well yeah. down there. Yeah. Yeah. It, yeah. Those horns are like so six cool. foot, seven foot long. I oh, mean, these wow. things I've are never heard deadly. Of this thing. It's yeah. like straight yeah. out of the African Rift Valley or exactly. something. Exactly. Yeah. You're right. Yeah, from uh, Africa, Arabian Peninsula. Yeah. That's so cool. Yeah. 
<laughs> oh, it doesn't you look real. Experience stuff, and this is just in America, though. I never got a chance to go yeah. out of out of the country. I ended up getting hurt. I had a uh, that's another story I was telling you about is that uh, we were getting ready for deployment. It was my first unit, right? So I do whatever I need to do to to prepare to look good for my first deployment, right? Because I don't want to be outshined by all the veterans out there who's been on deployment, you know, or I'm a big guy, you know. And so I get out there and I'm helping them. We're in this big railroad container and they're handing me boxes. And I'm like, yeah, I can do this. And I put the box off to the side and had to make sure it didn't go to a certain line because it would shift when it was on a boat or a, a, a train. And uh, this big LT that I had, Lieutenant, right? And he's he talk about bosses. He's like the next level boss, right? Mm-hmm. You know, and he'd sit there and he gave me this big box, right? But he was kind of like a pretty boy, you know? He's a big guy, but he's a pretty boy, right? And he doesn't like any mud. Well, this other guy who's about my same rank, you know, trying to show off for the big guys, he, he blows off dust off the top of this this box. <laughs> okay. And this, you know, this big guy goes, oh, I don't want to touch that. Uh-uh, no, sir. And he drops the box on my knee, right? <laughs> and I'm like, you've got to be kidding me. You, you can, like, bench press 600 pounds, but you get afraid of dirt, you know? And, of course, my mouth goes out before I sit there and think about this, and I told him that. Uh-oh. And as soon as I get out, you know, I get in trouble, right? And he's like, well, I'll talk to you later, you know? And I'm like, well, don't let the dust bite you, you know? And he's like, so I got in a lot of trouble after that. But, I mean, sure. there's experiences, though, right? So, I mean, it, it was a good experience, though. You know? But they're experiences. Yeah, yeah, ultimately but that that's, tore your knee up. That's, yeah, that tore my knee right, up and I, I wasn't able to like uh, you know, get deployed, but I ended up starting two units in Texas, which was really cool cuz I got to meet some really great guys, you know, and uh I couldn't I couldn't really uh get over the experiences I had, you know, they're just they're wonderful, you know, crazy things that happen at the moment, but mm-hmm. it does make you feel a certain way when you get out and you don't have uh, that type of camaraderie anymore. So I make sure I text some people, you know, make sure they're still okay. Mm-hmm. And I've lost a few friends, you know, uh, over the years that get out of the military and can't cope with it. And right. so, you know, and it just, I think that's part of the reason why God called me as a pastor, which I don't know, we haven't yeah. talked about that just yet. But, uh, but yeah, that's, that's exactly why I think I was called to do what I'm doing now is because of those people that can't cope with being outside of the military. So that's really great too. Mm-hmm. Yeah, great purpose to have. Yes, sir. There is like, uh, and you tapped into something that uh, that unless you're in that, you don't know the experience of how mm-hmm. strong the bond is um, of the other people in oh, the military yeah. that you're with. And then when you're out, it's kind of like graduating from high school. Mm-hmm. All your friends are just gone. Yeah. Or, you know, just don't see people like you did. And I think that's another reason why I went back to college, too. You know, I'm about to get my bachelor's, but I've made great experience going back to WKCTC when I was an idiot right out of high school. You know, I'm trying to do the better part of what I can do. And I'm really trying, you know, and I've met great people along the way. So uh, and I have good professors like Professor Taylor, you know, Brent Taylor. Just the greatest professor. Shameless plug right there. That is a shameless <laughs> plug. And so, you know, that. historical you know, professor, <laughs> he you is go with this guy. Here. You know, <laughs> so, I mean, that, that's just, he helped me out with a lot of stuff, though. You know, that history is something that you can enjoy, but you can also experience it. And I think I've experienced a lot of history just being in the military. So, but uh, anyways, back. Yo, we had one more story of yours that's my favorite. I think it was when you made that transition 
and you had experienced some anxiety. Oh, the anxiety pills. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I didn't think about that. Yeah, I forgot about that one. So that was when I got to my unit, right? My first unit. All right. And then I had been working from three o'clock in the morning to eight o'clock at night. Right. So not a lot of family time. And this was like Monday through Saturday. And so I took these, I, I, I started developing an anxiety issue, right? Whenever I turned paper in, I mean, my heart would just go. And then when I was in a big crowds, I mean, I didn't, I didn't like being in big crowds anymore. And so they gave me these pills, right? And they were like, ah, just take this. You'll be all right. And with, you know, military doctors, you never know sometimes, you know, <laughs> they just give it to you. <laughs> mm-hmm. And so I got these pills and, and I started reading the side of them, but I had just taken them, you know, and I'm like, this is cool, you know, let me read the side, see what I'm about to feel, you know. And it's, it started talking about, like, you know, may forget things, you know, <laughs> have, you know, bubble guts, you know, and, I mean, just a bunch of stuff. And then I get down to it, may experience a lot of tiredness, don't operate machinery or drive. And I'm sitting here, whoa, wait a second, I got to drive 30 minutes to work, hold up, you know, <laughs> Fort Hood's a big place, you know, I was across the way from my, my job, and so... I started driving some more, and I'm like, you know, forget these pills. I'm good, you know. And I get a little ways down the road. I'm about halfway to my work, and I'm just starting to see things, you know. It's crazy. <laughs> like, the whole, like, road started moving. I'm, I'm like, well, I feel really good right now, you know. But I'm tired, you know. I came out of nowhere, you know. So I get to work, and <laughs> my first sergeant, who, uh, you know, like the next level boss, right, uh, he sit there and looks at me and he goes, you all right? You look a little, you know, green behind the ears, right? And he's a Georgia guy, right? So he's got that real Southern drawl. And I'm like, well, I'm good. I'm good, you know? And so I get in my, my office and I mean, my head hits the desk. Boom. You know, and he comes in there is like, burn it, burn it. Oh man, he's dead. You know, just like the first thing that comes to his mind. And he and I was like, oh, I'm I'm good, I'm good. He's like, you need to go home. I'm like, nah, nah, I, I need, I got a lot of work to do. So he tells me I was working in the arms room at the time. So he was like, go to your arms room, shut the door, and just take a nap. And you'll be all right. In a couple of hours from mm-hmm. now, you know, and you'll get back to work. <laughs> and I'm like, sweet, you know, that's cool. I had a really comfy chair in there, right? Big leather chair, you know. Military spent actually good money on that one, but uh, but I fell asleep. I was out. And I hear this, dunk, 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 dunk. And so I turn my chair around, turn on the lights, you know, I open up the arms room door and they're like, hey, uh, we need a couple pistols. And I'm like, all right, sign here, here, uh, here, you know. And I was, I mean, it was, I was, it's all a blur, really. Right. And so I signed out the pistols and it was my, my chaplain. And uh, of course, you know, military talk, that's, you know, a preacher and my next, next, next level boss, right? And my chaplain asked me, he's like, son, do you need to come see me? You know, you you okay? And I'm like, oh, I'm good. I'm good. I'm good. You know? And so he's like, okay. So sign, sign. What was I doing? And the commander's like, we got to sign this. I was like, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Sign this. <laughs> so finally they leave yeah. and I shut the door. I sleep a couple of hours. It's probably four hours now. Like all together, I was passed out. And <laughs> they don't, 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 don't back in here. Right. And so I'm like, what's up? You know? And I'm like, oh, I mean, uh, how you doing today, sir? You know, like we, we ain't friends, you know, <laughs> how you doing, sir? And he's like, oh, we're just turning these back in here. Sign here, 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 and here. Okay. Here, here, right here. 
And the chaplain sit there and give me his card was like, come see me this afternoon and we'll, we'll talk about everything. And I'm like, Roger, you know, whatever. So I shut the door, you know, I'll get that dunk, dunk, dunk again. Like as soon as I shut the door, first sergeant comes up and he says, go home, man. He's like, you cannot function today. I'm like, I have no idea what's, what's going on. Yeah. So he's like, all right, just, just go home. And I'm like, I got too much work. So I go back to my desk, do my work. Chaplain comes in my office, shuts the door and asks me a bunch of questions. Right. And I'm sitting here and just like in and out, you know, like, what is this guy talking about? I don't even know. I feel like I'm on an episode of that 70s show, you know? <laughs> you know, sitting around with a tape recorder, you know, talking about everything, right? And, you know, facts of life. And he's like, are you, you and your wife good? I'm like, we're good. We're good, you know? <laughs> and as I started to talk about, like, what went on that night, I'm like, wait a second. I'm talking to my chaplain. I can't tell him what we did last night. You know, that would, that's almost like a heresy, you know? <laughs> and so then we got over it. And, I mean, I went home and I passed out. I crashed yeah. till the next day. And I mean, it's just, <laughs> I told him, I went back in there. I'm like, I can't take these pills. These things are rough. You right, know? Yeah. Like, and so they gave me pills that, that didn't make me tired. And so now I'm all good, right? I'm very energetic. I'm good to go. Yeah. But I'm not like psychedelic energetic, you know? <laughs> like, so, but yeah, again, experiences, right? So, I mean, and to come find out, it's like a, a narcotic too. So, like, I. Oh, that I, first one was? Yeah, yeah. Oh, wow. I, I, didn't, I didn't tell you that. And so, the, the fact of the matter is, is that again, as a pastor and as a, going back to WKCTC, you know, I can actually help people that have these issues, you know? So, I mean, it, it's, again, all an experience. So. Yeah, that, that's definitely <laughs> yeah we're gonna pay a few bills around here <coughs> this portion of the program is brought to us by dixon and gilmore revolving dueling and other pistols it's on 52 third street near maine in louisville kentucky importers manufacturers dealers and firearms respectfully inform the public that they have just received 250 fine and plain double and single barreled shotguns also allen's and colt's pistols and a large assortment of everything in the gun trade. And they intel to, uh, intend to sell at a very low price, which is always good. <laughs> if you're in the market for a dueling pistol. I guess so. Back then, you needed a couple sitting around. Yeah. yeah. They sold them in little sets. It one came or two. Little, well, it, it, would, it would do, right? Just one. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> or three. That's the cheetah's dueling pistol see. set. It only yeah. has one gun. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> I don't know I like what you're using, but I got this right here, you know? <laughs> yeah, it had to be fair. It had to be the same one. And I think, didn't somebody else load it? Yeah, it's got to be loaded and, and all this stuff. You can't fire it before the duel. There's there's a whole set to of rules. To make like sure it works rules. or anything. Yeah, just yeah. to make, check it. Yeah. These but, revolving, uh, like, barrel, the whole barrel revolve. Those are just wild looking, aren't they? Because it's like the whole thing mm -hmm. is going to revolve. Yeah, this like one's little... pretty old school. It's from 1851. Yeah, that trigger. Yeah, yeah. yeah I've never seen a trigger like the that. Early really. pistols. You know, I, talking about that actually, I had a uh, double barrel shotgun at one point, and I traded my dad for his pistol. But it was an 18, I think 63 double barrel shotgun, right? Okay. Oh wow! And it had that straight trigger, right, on both ends of the the both triggers. You know, double barrel shotgun. You got the one barrel, or yeah. you can shoot both of them, yeah. right? And I mean, it was it was crazy looking too. And yeah. some of the things that people came up with, of course, you know, I like Civil War. 
these things, you can imagine, like walking into a door, right? Somebody's sitting there, got a double barrel shotgun in your face, and you're, and you're like, I don't want to mess with this. But these these dueling pistols, man, they're a scary thing because sometimes they wouldn't work right. Oh, yeah. Yeah, and so oh, sure. you have, stories like that. You know, you'd have a click, and then the other guy's like, boom, and you're like, did I just die? You know, what, what just happened, you know? And we've talked on that topic here yeah. and there with various stories. I think the very first episode or used to talk about us dueling all the time. We should do a duel. We should do a duel. <laughs> Social media. But like duel. a nerf. Yeah. Let's do a nerf duel when we get to like we'll 100 episodes. Seconds. Oh, yeah. That'll be our 100th episode. Uh, yeah. Uh, all for charity. Thing. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Definitely. definitely invite me for that. I'd yeah. like to see that. You know. <laughs> all right. Well, we'll uh, put that in the planning <laughs> stages. We'll duel something. And, uh, Jareb, you're going to be here for the second ever installment of the Who Would Wanted ads. Mm. So these are old ads that you just wonder why they ever (laughs) placed them, what was going on. So here's the first one. Lost scissors, surgeons curved scissors, returned to Dr. Harover. So apparently the town doctor has lost his sur- his uh, surgery scissors and he needs them back immediately. <laughs> Do you feel good about getting cut on by this guy? I, I really don't. We were talking about medicine stuff not too long ago, you know, dog licking you for the plague or something like that, you know, like imagine <laughs> oh, yeah, this snake guy. Bite. Yeah. yeah, snake bite. Yeah, that's what it was. And then you got this guy who just lost his scissors. I mean, that's not much of a doctor. Imagine if it's like, you know, one of those things where he sewed somebody up and left the scissors inside of them. Yeah, 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 maybe. You can't find them because they're inside Jimmy. Yeah, exactly. Like, Oh, man. No. And he's wondering what that gnawing pain is yeah. after the surgery. It's like, man, I, I knew this would be a long healing process. Come on. Oof. What's this one here? Lost child seal ring. Uh, that's interesting. Uh, I'm not uh, sure I'll exactly Google what they're talking about there. Yeah, you probably have to Google, Google that it. one. Yeah. I don't know if it's like a like a signet ring sort of thing, but or I don't know shot. why a kid would have that. Oh, you mean like a like a little kid would wear a ring? Okay. Yeah. See, I'm not. I, well, I don't know. All right. Um, not. I've not encountered that one before. Yeah. Child silver. Yeah, I think it is. It's a little kid. All right. Yeah. Little kids shouldn't wear jewelry. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they're just gonna lose it, and then you just gotta doesn't take need a out signet ring. Paper. <laughs> yeah, I'm with you. I like this next one here. Wanted crayon artist. <laughs> Call it number 38, East Front Street. Check the local kindergarten. <laughs> right? I think you can find a crayon artist hmm. in there somewhere. Do real artists use crayons ever? Uh, no, but I mean, uh, no. Pastels. But, uh, but I'm sure there's somebody out there <laughs> who has realized that and then said, you know what? I'm going to do that. I'm going to be the crayon artist. That happens all the time with... For real, I'm gonna be They'll the first say, like, awesome crayon. Oh, what's that? Um, the, the, those those red netty bags that oranges come in. I'm gonna make my whole career about that, and it, like it, it's memorable. And then they put yeah. it in a museum in New York. Yeah, and people are saying people how love it. Like, oh my cutting God, edge it is. So I love this. Three thousand so dollars for a crown artist, you know? <laughs> hey, now on that though, you think about it. You just sit there and gave somebody an idea. So I mean, I would sit there and like I expect five percent gratuity or something you know <laughs> like five percent of zero is zero well so yeah 
I don't know. There's a little art, artist slam there. Oh, <laughs> artists don't make money is Brent's implication. Crayon artists? I mean, maybe they could. I'm just maybe saying. What was that like, uh, banana peel that just sold oh, that too long one, ago? Right? And then yeah. somebody ate it? Yeah, and then they it can replace authentic like tickets as you can replace the banana peel. So it's not even the original banana peel, but they can still sell it for $3,000. <laughs> uh, apparently, there's this thing called uh, like adult coloring or something that people are doing, like very elaborate adult coloring books. Oh, <laughs> Todd, he's like he tries Does so Todd hard to non-verbally a lot of those coloring books. It's a thing. You look into it. <laughs> it is a thing. We can't hear Todd. Oh, right, oh, Todd. Yeah. Only we can hear Todd. Oh, the audience okay. can't hear Todd. But he's telling us all about cat butts right. and dog butts and how it's a real coloring book. Okay, I'll do it in Todd's voice. Todd says. <laughs> so Todd says, go to, go Amazon, to Amazon and look up cat butts. <laughs> okay. <laughs> All right. <laughs> I think on that note, let's let's go to the uh, shameless plug segment, which is, uh, Jareb, you're a pastor. Yeah, I mentioned that a couple times, and we I was waiting for this moment. I'm like, I don't know if I need to put it here later. Yeah, you know, we've got it. This but, is the time. All right, so I am a Southern Baptist preacher, and, you know, don't hold that against me, you know, but... Uh, it's down there between uh, Lone Oak and Bowes, and uh, so Bowes, Kentucky, which also looks like Boaz, which you, in the Bible you say there Boaz. Is, yeah, there is a right? Boaz. That's and, right. But they call it Bowes. Right. And, I, and when I first went there, I'm like, you know, this is Boaz, Kentucky. And I got every one of my congregation go, whoa, time out. Hold up. It is Bowes, Kentucky. And I'm like, the Bible says Boaz. And they're like, but we say Bowes. You know, I'm like, okay. So that was the first thing. But at uh, Weiss Bible Memorial. taking a back seat in this one, buddy. Yeah. <laughs> But uh, Weiss <laughs> Memorial Baptist Church, though, and I, I would love to see everybody. It's, it's literally a free judgment zone, okay? Uh, we had a dog come through there not too long ago. So, hey, it's all good. <laughs> everybody needs Jesus, right? So that's what I say anyways. But, you know, uh, definitely come by and see us, though. So shameless plug on that one. But uh, I'm also a uh, a his- history buff that wants to be as good as Professor Taylor. Another shameless wow. plug. Oh, really? Yeah. Okay. So, it all over oh, the place. Yeah. I'm, not, I'm not in your class. I can't get an A for that. Scratch that. I'm sorry. And then, yeah, uh, <laughs> yeah, the statute of limitations has passed. Now, did you say it's a free judgment zone? Yeah. Or, I, or a judgment-free zone? Judgment-free zone. I'm sorry. Free oh, judgment. That's free easy judgment. to do, right? Come down. We will judge you Man, tomorrow. No. Judgment-free zone. You're right. A little slip. Yeah, a little slip there. Freudian slip. Yeah, right. yeah. No, but I know what you're saying. But right. yeah, I, I'm glad that zone. you led with that too. After you said the name of your church, you, that that's the point you wanted to make. Exactly, because you know, so many people. I asked somebody not too long ago. We had a difference of opinion, right, at the school, and we talked it out. And the thing is, is that I told him, I was like, I'm not going to sit there and hit you with the Bible when I first meet you. I'm going to ask how you are first, you know. And <laughs> but, buy dinner first. Yeah, exactly, exactly. But I told him, I was like, look, it does not matter who you are, what your background is, we're going to sit there and treat you like one of us, you know, and that's the way it should be. Mm -hmm. And I asked him, I was like, you know, who do you get the most criticism out of? And a lot of them say Christian. And I think that's, it's kind of awful, you know. And so I told him, I was like, 
Nowadays, let me tell you, you come to me, I got you. You don't got to worry about that. I just give you straight up love. So, and that's, <laughs> the, that's the way it right. is. But, but yeah, so cool preacher is going around the campus. So I don't know if that's me <laughs> or somebody else, but you know, it's, it, it's taglined on that one. So <laughs> what's that church again? Tell us again Weiss, where it is. Weiss Memorial Baptist Church. Weiss is W-I-C-E. So it's almost like you say wise, but with the C instead okay. of S. We have now turned to the final page of this chapter, but it's okay because we just keep making more episodes for some reason. (laughs) You can download all those episodes on iTunes or NPR One. If you like what you hear, please leave a review or rate us. That's actually kind of an important thing. If you did not like what you heard, well, too bad. We can't help you at this point. Special thanks to WKMS, our producer Todd Birdsong, our guest Jared Burnett, the Paducah School of Art and Design, West Kentucky Community and Technical College, and the rest is history. History.